aspect of the art world have I not touched on yet? If you know any arts attorneys, creative psychologists, or any other profession that somehow touches the Venn diagram of the art world, get in touch with me. Are there questions that you have sitting around that you wish were answered in order to assist you in being more successful in your creative endeavors? Tell me, and I'll reach out to those people and get them on the podcast. Send me an email at matt, M-A-T-T, at wisefoolpod.com or DM me on Instagram or Facebook. Give me some names, some contacts, some professional people that work in different aspects of the art world so that I can help you be more successful in your creative endeavors. I would appreciate your support by becoming part of our Patreon account. You can find it at patreon.com slash thewisefool. If you're enjoying the conversations and learning from the insights from our guests, I would appreciate a five-star rating, and please tell your friends to listen and subscribe also. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. As much as it pains me, I'm trying to get better at my self-promotion, so... If after hearing this conversation, you want to know more about me and my artwork, please go to my website, matthewdoles.com, M-A-T-T-H-E-W-D-O-L-S.com. If you want to know more about some of the people and businesses mentioned in this episode, links to them will be included in the show notes. Please pronounce your name correctly for me. (laughs) So I'm Dominica, but I make it short, (laughs) Domini. (laughs) <laughs> so Domini is what you go by because I've also seen you out as Coxie and other names throughout your different yeah. online presences. No, 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 I don't like this anymore. So I just use Domini, <laughs> my real name. And one of the things I always wonder about people that come into the creative industries is this sort of how they got to the creative industry. So, you know, for instance, did you have, uh, creative parents to some great teacher. I mean, I know your story about getting into modeling was through a friend, but like, you know, was there any other influences to being creative prior to that? No, not really. It was, it was just me. (laughs) I was, I was interested into the modeling and into the, you know, visual art and yeah, I just started creating the art. (laughs) Well, and that's the question. That's one of you know the big questions, of course, is like you're working mostly in the sort of glamour nude genre. Yes, I, I'm so bad. I always feel like I'm saying the wrong words to define these things. <laughs> and keep in mind, my podcast is called The Wise Fool, so I make a fool of myself many times. So please just correct me or tell me where I'm wrong on anything I'm wrong on. No, 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 you're right. You're right. It's a, uh, it is glamour and boudoir and, you know, art nude work. So that's, that's fine. <laughs> okay. So art nude is the word you like for that kind of stuff as well. Yeah. Yeah. I do like a mix of glamour and art nude. So it's a vocabulary thing. It's a very much a specific trying to be, use the right word instead of offend people. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. So let's just start off with like a, one of the big questions I always have when I talk to models is, of course, the nature of whether they like working more with male photographers or female photographers. Do you have some preference? Do they do they come at the entire idea and the approach differently? Oh, definitely, it's different to work with female or male photographer. I don't have a preference. I like to work with both. And uh, females are different, you know, they can be even more. Sometimes I find the female photographers, they are more, I don't know how to say, like more sensual. When you're hired by a photographer, sometimes they are desiring for you to be a collaborator in the process. So you, they sort of come up with a certain amount of ideas, then you bring in certain abilities and techniques and ideas. 
versus sometimes when photographers basically just want you to come in and just be a beautiful figure wearing <laughs> whatever clothing or being in whatever location, but they don't want your input at all. They just want you to do whatever they want. Is this, yeah. which, which of these is more common, which is less common? Well, most common in my case, it's that they let me to be creative. They, they tell me their ideas and you know, what they expecting from the photo shoot, but they also let me do my thing. So, you know, so it's, there will be like a part of both of us. So there, it's not too many people who just telling me stay here and, you know, like rise up the one arm and, you know, stay on the one leg and close the eyes and <laughs> whatever. It's, it's more like really, they give me, you know, they, they let it, let it flow. Now, just to be clear, how long have you been modeling? Over 10 years, like 12 years, 13 years. And, um, but a full time it's seven years. Well, and that's one of the big sort of interests that I have about modeling because I've rarely heard of models being able to pull off full time, mm. you know, work. It's oftentimes a part time thing. They have a full time job. They do modeling on the side. So how have you been able to sort of basically create a, a full-time income stream on this? Like what, is it all modeling? Do you have other incomes from this? You know, pay, I know you do a Patreon account, things like yes. this. So like, how do you juggle the, the different aspects of income to be able to pull this off? Yeah, it's definitely a combination of Patreon and, you know, the private private bookings, photo shoots. I do commercials as well and traveling, definitely, you know, when I can travel, that's the most important thing because then I can reach much more people than I will stay just in, in Czech Republic and waiting if some photographers will come. So, so I, I, I must travel a lot to make a lot of photo shoots to, to actually to be able to do it full time. So when you started off, I'm sure you didn't start off traveling or no. did you? I mean, please no, no, no. tell me if I'm wrong here. <laughs> so so how, how did it grow into becoming a traveling thing? It was through agency. The agency helped me with the traveling because when I start, I sign up with agency and, you know, they have the foreign clients as well. So they, they started sending me whatever. And then I just make my own contact besides, besides the, the agency's clients. And one day I just, you know, just try by myself, <laughs> like start with the Germany and, you know, Austria, not, not very far from, from Czech Republic. And then it just slowly getting bigger and bigger. And so how many places have you traveled to now? Do you have like a list of countries <laughs> and or continents? Well, not yet, but I always, always wants to do it because I'm, I'm wondering how many, how many places I already been, <laughs> but I have it in my mind and it was a lot. I, I visit like a, <laughs> like four continents and, you know, like, <laughs> and I would love to make a list, uh, which all which cities and countries I've been already <laughs> to see. <laughs> and then you mentioned also that you worked for an agency. So I'm also fascinated between the nature of like the agency working versus freelance working. I believe at this point you're freelance. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. But I still have an agency as well. <laughs> so what are the pros and cons of like having an agency versus being freelance? Well, the agencies uh, usually have the biggest jobs, you know, like the, the high brands, you know, and this. So if I want to do like more commercial and big things, it's better through the agency because these big clients doesn't usually book models directly. And uh, the freelance, freelance is more, I working more with the artists, with the freelance artists as well you know, for the exhibitions and for, for private projects. 
Well, and that's a question I was thinking about before we got on here is like me as an artist. So I create my own artworks that I hopefully will be in museums someday. Actually, already are in museums. Now oh, cool. But anyways, <laughs> the, thanks. Long time. It's a long story. But the, <laughs> the, the, when I'm an artist and, I, and I'm thinking about a work of mine being in uh, a museum or an institution of any sort like this, like I have a certain amount of pride and joy and that kind of thing. And, and, and it gains a certain amount of respect. Like, so for you as mm -hmm. sort of the muse or, or the, the model, the collaborator of this, like, how does it make you feel the idea that in the future, at some point you may be in a museum as an example of a certain artist's works as their muse. And you may be in the art history books as a, as <laughs> in, you know, the muse of, of some great artist from history kind of well, thing. Like, do you ever think about these kinds of things? I do. I do actually. And it's, it's kind of like a dream, you know, like I, I pose for the, for one artist who makes a statue of me and this one, it was in Scotland and this one will go to the museum. So yeah, it's, it's amazing to, to, you know, if, if the statute will stay here for hundreds years and, you know, it's, it's really amazing. And yeah, I would love to do more more of this type of work, like paintings and, and sculpting. Yeah. But they don't pay as well. <laughs> yeah, some, some, some they, some they, uh, they pay, you know, <laughs> but sometimes it's a collaboration. It depends, you know. <laughs> okay. Wait, that vocabulary thing is a, is an issue that I had. So keep in mind, I'm an American. Mm -hmm. I now live in Europe and I, in the America, the term collaboration and in Europe, the term collaboration seemed to be something slightly different. Like in America, when I say collaborate, I don't mean work for free. I mean, just work with me to create mm -hmm. something. It's just mm -hmm. a, simply a collaboration. That, yeah. Whereas in Europe, if you use the word collaboration, it implies the idea of some, one of the parties is going to, or both is going to work for free. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. It's more common here. So I'm sometimes I'm confused about this because, you know, the people using this way or that way. So yeah, but, I using to the collab the term collaboration more like a uh, both parts working for free. <laughs> oh, that that helps a lot because I made the mistake of when I arrived in Europe to do my first photo shoots, I used the word collaborate, saying like, "Hey, I'd love to collaborate with you." And now keep in mind, I had money to pay them full full day rates and everything <laughs> like this but I, but i used the word collaborate because i wanted them to be part of the collaborative process I think but it's they fair. took it thinking i meant work for free and they said no they're like no i don't uh, want to collaborate and i'm like oh okay fine oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah that misunderstanding then yeah <laughs> It was a misunderstanding. It took me. It took me like a year until finally some model told oh. me, "Oh, the word collaborate means work for free." And I'm like, "Oh, shit. okay, <laughs> damn it." <laughs> yes, yes, but no. I, I prefer to use the collaboration as as you using it because it is even if it's paid or if it's for free. The collaboration. It's always the team people working together and creating. The art. Okay. Speaking of teams, I have a, I've got an ongoing question of do, okay. So from your position, do models mm -hmm. prefer to work for workshops versus individual photo shoots? <laughs> like, so a one model photographer shoot versus, you know, model or models and, you know, many people in a workshop shooting. Well, I personally get the feeling that models don't enjoy the workshops as much as we think they do. <laughs> well, depends. Sometimes I, I've been on the really big uh, workshops or shootouts. There was like a 30 models and 50 or, or 80 photographers. So it was really huge. And it was so fun, you know, because everybody, almost everybody knows everybody. And, you know, we chat because we know each other from social medias and, you know, we finally met so we can talk and, and make a picture. So sometimes it can be fun. Sometimes it's really tiring, <laughs> but I like, 
I like the these big big uh, group shoots sometimes, not every day. So I more prefer the one-on-one -on -one work, where it's more time to focus on the actual project and you know with only with the one photographer at the time. Yeah, I mean, because it seems like it would be it would sort of divide your attention if you've got so many different people involved, so many different people giving directions, things like that. That to me, that like even for me as a photographer, I, I've only done one workshop like that. And I found it sort of almost a little stressful, like, oh my God, I want to use this model to create my little thing, but you're yes, taking her yes. time or his time <laughs> and doing this other thing. And and then by the time you get them, you lose the light and then you lose the, you know, it's just like, oh. It's challenging. Sorry. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Another, well, within that the kind of thing actually i have a i have a big question too is like do you see differences in the professionalism like uh, the aesthetics the concepts and stuff like this between different regions because you've traveled around the world now i've done the united states i've done the middle east and i've done europe but you've gone even farther so like is <laughs> there something that you've noticed that sort of uh, they want different things or expect different things or they create different things so like the different even different intentions and outcomes between different regions it's definitely different in on each place where i've been but i would say like you know the the artists where i work with they are not like different because it's a different nationality it's just because it's a different artist you know so i didn't really find out the differences between what they want to shoot in europe or what they want to shoot in the us so I, I i would say i work mostly with the, like a like similar type of people you know it's like really yeah it's it's a artist like painters or the photographers of boudoir or art nudes or you know so not 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 that big difference <laughs> when i arrived in in europe and mm -hmm. showed my portfolio people were they just automatically oh you're american because oh, really? I see, my images seem to have some specific style that was very american to the european aesthetic which i was just like oh okay i don't know yeah <laughs> yeah oh yes yes i mean like there is a style where, where, you know, of the, you know, some, some photographers where I can really tell like, oh yeah, this is the American style, you know, <laughs> American style. But, uh, the, the people I work with, it's like, I don't know. I, I didn't find the, the, the friends that much. You mentioned paint painters and sculptors. Have you done a lot of work with painters and sculptors or, or any other mediums other than photography and video, which to me are sort of the same? I did some work. I, I post for the, you know, drawing classes and be muse for a painter or a sculptor, but not as much as I would like to. There is more, more the photography, the still photography work. I'm really enjoying the, you know, like the the film industry as well. But it's not, you know, it's 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 really hard to get in. So. So I doing I doing most the the still photography. Yeah, because I mean, when it comes to the idea of f nude filming, it, it, there's a super fine line between sort of um, creative fine arts, expressive ideas, mm. and porn. Like, oh yes, yes. That, yeah, but that's I was actually really difficult to ride. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, the film industry, like uh, real movies, because you know. The, yeah, like a acting. Not downplay artistic movies. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but it can't be under artistic. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, you know, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I done, I done I like yeah, video. Ma mainstream <laughs> acting. Yes. Oh, okay. It. Okay. Good. That's the word. <laughs> That's the word. And yeah, I did. I did a lot of like video project as well, which can be creative. But yeah, you have to be careful exactly to don't cross the line, so it doesn't look more than I would like to. <laughs> I would imagine that you're approached with a lot of 
things that are over a line that you're willing oh, to yeah. do. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> I, see, like, I feel bad as, the, as a, a male photographer. I represent all other male photographers. So mm-hmm. when I work with models or, or engage with models, I try to be like super professional, super like communicative. <laughs> don't touch them. Like you mean all kinds right. of hard, fast <laughs> rules that I've created because like, I, I feel like I should be making amends for all the horrible perverted photo- mm-hmm. male photographers in the world. Yeah, that, that's really nice from you. Yes. Yeah. I, I wish there had some more people like you. <laughs> yes. I wish there were less of them so I didn't feel the need to have to make <laughs> up for the, the horrible position that they put male photographers yes. in. But Yes, yes. That will be great. I think it's getting better right now. Yeah. <laughs> Like in the beginning, you know, it, it was a little worse, but right now, like everybody, almost everybody gets creative and they trying to, to, to create the, something. So they are more respectful <laughs> and with the, all the social media, you know, yeah. So they can't risk it to get a bad reputation. So, <laughs> well, that's an interesting point is like with social media the the both good and bad reputations mm-hmm. of everybody involved so whether it's hair and makeup or photographer or model mm-hmm. sort of exponentially becomes faster and more mm-hmm. widespread so mm-hmm. like if you if you get a bad reputation or if i got a bad reputation it will never go away because now it's mm-hmm. on the internet and now everybody exactly. can see it like, <laughs> yes it's quite yes. scary yeah it is it is it's a one mistake and yeah it can be ruin everything well, and th- this is something i'm also a professor I, I teach art and i'm always telling my students i'm like your reputation in the creative industry is everything because yes. if you make one bad job your entire you know 10 years 15 year career could be wiped out with yes. one bad job mm-hmm. that's that's so true unfortunately <laughs> Okay, it's just sad to me. I'm just sort of thinking about that. But okay, social media. Fascinated <laughs> with social media. You seem to use social media very well and very much to your benefit. But I always wonder, for the amount of time and effort and anxiety that participating <laughs> in social media creates, like, do you see a, a, you know, we'll call it like a technical term, like return on investment? So like for the amount of time you put in, do you get booked bigger, better jobs kind of thing? Or has it does is there a a point where it's not working well? <laughs> well, no, yeah. I think you can really see the time and the work what you put on your social media, how to how I will promote myself, then I can see the benefits of more more clients you know more the brands want to 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 work with me or or collaborating with me and so it's it's definitely you know that this promoting through the social media it's it works yeah but but i try to don't spend too much time on it because you know i I just (laughs) i like the real life too (laughs) so I'm trying to do like a, you know, half, half or, you know, less than half, actually. Half? <laughs> no, no, less than well, half. Okay. Yeah, okay. less than half. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. How much time do you put in on average f- towards social media? Let's say a week. I would say a, a day because, you know, a week. It depends, but it's like from two, two to four hours a day yeah but it's 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 not enough you know i know the i know the models who like sitting on the computer and do the things for eight hours a day so i'm not really good at it i should be even more (laughs) yeah you know but it takes so much time so you can't enjoy the the real life after all so (laughs) yeah i have to admit that's a lot more time than i expected you to say (laughs) 
Oh, yes. It is. Say a lot <laughs> you're saying on average four hours a day, two to yeah. four hours a day, I think you said. Yes. Yes. That's a yes. lot of time. It is a lot of time. Yeah. But if you take it back and think that basically you're a brand, you know, yeah. so you're a brand and you have to do the marketing for the brand. And so you're basically putting, let's see, so that's 25% of your work day, like an eight hour day mm -hmm. into marketing and publicity and public relations for your brand. Cause you're talking not just posting stuff, but you're also talking about communications with people and all this yes. kind of stuff, right? Yes, yes, yes planning the trips and, you know, like emails, everything, <laughs> Patreon content and <laughs> editing picture and taking recording picture. Podcasts. <laughs> yeah, recording podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so I will include one hour more for today. <laughs> yeah. Have, have you ever done a podcast before? No, no, this is my first time. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Well, I hope I hope this is enjoyable by the time it's. It done. is. It is. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> it's just meant to be like the way I structure this podcast. Every podcast is a little bit different. It's just a mm -hmm. conversation about two people in an industry and their relationships and their experiences, and that's it. Simple. Mm -hmm. Yeah. People learn that's cool. from that. That's mm -hmm. the idea. Yeah, I'm not a journalist. I don't have like some <laughs> agenda I'm asking for and okay. like this. So, <laughs> cool. Anyways, so still interested in social media. I am <laughs> horrible at social media. So how did you even figure out how to use it well? Like, cause like I'm at a loss of even, cause everybody gives you like these stupid, oh, like how to be successful here, the hashtags that <laughs> get you found, all this kind of crap. Like it doesn't work. Like I know it no. doesn't work. Mm. So what does, so what have you, you done that you believe does work? I think definitely works <laughs> when when I work with the you know well known and people and you know good good artists and collaboration with other models. Yeah, and create create like a really good stuff so people actually get interested into it and yeah, and be active on social media. That works. <laughs> okay. Now I've I'm been following you for years because we were supposed to work together years ago I, and yeah, things right. didn't work out. But anyways, the, the your your social media seems to be more where you post only or primarily professional images of you whereas i've seen mm -hmm. other models that they do post the professional images but they also post personal stuff so mm -hmm. you've chosen to sort of come towards to you know go into this mostly only showing the professional sort of perspective of your career was that a conscious choice on your part to say i'm not going to show mm, personal versions of things or private life things things like this Actually, no. At the beginning, I was trying to mix it, but it just doesn't doesn't look that attractive when it's like a mix of the you know the professional pictures and you know like daily daily life stuff. And the people doesn't seems to be too interested in daily life <laughs> posts. So yeah, I, I created another account for for my travels and for my for my more private, you know, photos. So I, I just keep this one more professional, but I posting some stuff in the Instagram story, like just to show I'm real person. I'm not just, you know, the girl from the picture. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that, that makes me wonder like, how does, does, okay. Does being a, model that does nudes so it's not even just being a model but a model that does nudes does that affect your private life in some ways yes because you know like, like I, mean, I wonder about like even what i wonder about like family relations friends mm -hmm. and or slash then relationships with you know actual i don't i don't know how to say it Partner. relationships yeah relationships <laughs> partner <laughs> Partner, yeah, yeah, yeah. The <laughs> I, I, I don't know which way you swing. I didn't want to make assumptions. So, oh, you know, no, no, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm lucky because my partner, 
he knew it before before we 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 actually start to be together so he asked me everything i i tell him everything and then he went with me to a photo shoot he met some photographers so he he see how it how it works and and it's definitely a question of trust so he trusts me that i'm not done doing anything wrong so so he's fine and so we we are together almost 12 years right now so so he's fine wow, <laughs> he's congratulations fine. thank you <laughs> thank you and and my family it's supporting so that's that's really nice like i even have my great grandmother she just celebrated 103 years <laughs> and she even have my playboy at home and and she always telling me, oh, I wish I'm younger. I will do the same. So, so my family, it's, it's really supporting with this. So I'm, I'm really happy <laughs> and lucky about this. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a very supportive family indeed. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Just with the friends, it's a little bit, you know, because they don't really know, they don't know what to think about it. Some of the, the good friends, they do, but you know, the people around, they just like, they sometimes thinking like I'm doing something wrong. So, but they still talk to me, so that's fine. <laughs> but of course I, I you know, <laughs> you know, because some, I, I heard the story when the, actually the people stopped talking to the, you know, the models from the neighborhood because they just think they are, I don't know, it's, you know, <laughs> I don't know what they even think, but yeah. Well, that's the thing. Is like, what do yeah. they think? What? Yeah. Why I, is that person suddenly not worth being a friend just yes. because they do new? They show modeling? body. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I don't know, but I I had some argues because I moved from from Prague to the to the South Bohemia. So and it's a small small you know village here. So everybody knows everybody. And when I came here, the first thing was like, oh, some some girl from Prague come here, and then they find out what I'm actually doing. So it was kind of like a big thing here because everybody freak out like, oh no, like who is she and and what you know like it's, <laughs> they they even trying like a boost put my pictures naked pictures around you know just to show the other people so it was but it was 10 years ago but right now it, they're used to it already so <laughs> they just get crazy it just sounds yeah. like promotion really at that point <laughs> yeah yeah yes i know I, mean, I come from america and in america there's a much stronger stigma against any sort mm. of uh, sexualization of imagery and things like this kind of stuff. But in Europe, there's a much sort of more evolved perspective on sort of human body mm -hmm. kind of artworks and imagery and things like this. I mean, mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many times I've had this discussion with other Americans about like, did they think anything that's naked is porn? Whereas yes. in Europe, it's much more progressive mm -hmm. uh, ideas. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, yes. So the European are much, much more open. But it's, you know, in the big cities, in the small, small cities, it can be <laughs> really, <laughs> it could be problem too. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. Sure. So and I don't take and don't take this question like personally, but like mm -hmm. modeling as a general whole generally has a a timeline where like you're going to be at the top of the game, your body's going to be able to keep its beauty and youth <laughs> and everything like this. So like, do you have any expectations, any ideas of sort of how your career and your future is going to evolve? Um, or, you know, like I know a lot of models that either pick up the camera at some point and start mm -hmm. being a photographer because they've learned so much. Um, I know many that get into maybe being an agent or an agency or something like this. So like, how do you see your career sort of evolving? <laughs> Hello, cat. Do you hear my cat. I do. I do. <laughs> She's feel lonely. <laughs> you want to play? It is well, a she. It's good. Is it she? Oh, good. <laughs> well, I have eleven cats, so they're waiting for me outside. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, that's no, we we have three, three is enough. Yes, <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah, but this is the this is kind of the, the way what I want to go. It's it's the work with the animals. So I would like to make the money from a link, get, you know, a little bit better known so I can actually help to the animals better. And then I would like to have my own shelter. So I still would like to kind of stay in the industry, but I don't want to be agent and I don't want to be a photographer, but somehow I still want to be, but I still figuring, you know, need to figure it out. <laughs> so I'm sure you have time. It's not like it's going to happen tomorrow. Hopefully not. <laughs> and along that line, like, so like how much pressure, like, of course, everybody feels pressure to be their most beautiful self visually. I mean, there's, you know, since that's the medium you work in, mm -hmm. but I feel like you must have exponentially more pressure to like be constantly beautiful, to keep your weight the same, to have, um, you know, beautiful skin all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, does it get difficult? Yes, uh, for me, yes, because I really like to, to work outside <laughs> and, you know, with the animals and you can't be really, you know, clean and beautiful with a nice hair and nails when you, you know, clean up the chicken, you know, chicken houses, <laughs> but, you know, and waiting for a call that someone can call me like, hey, tomorrow it's a photo shoot for you know, some brand or whatever, you have to be ready. <laughs> so it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's difficult to stay, you know, still prepared. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I've had plenty of models show up with, you know, issues with their skin on their face or, or scratches and because yes. they play sports and bruises and things like this. So like there are certain things that I sort of feel like it, like by choosing the life of being a, a model, you are sort of say also saying, okay, I can't either, either I have to designate time away to allow myself to get hurt, to do these things <laughs> and then come back to modeling yeah, or something like that. Yeah. I have lots of models that show up bruises and scrapes from playing sports yes yes i have it from cats actually <laughs> you know the the scratches <laughs> all over <laughs> but I, I always try to be careful to don't hurt myself too much so i i will still be able to work <laughs> so <laughs> yeah but the the general anxiety i would imagine that you have of you know even just like keeping fit like i'm the worst. I, do, I barely go to the gym. I'm horrible <laughs> with it. I, I mean, I'm, I'm doing better. I lost f 20 kilos in the last year. Good. So like I'm working oh, on it. Thank yeah. you. But, but like you, it, it literally is your profession to, mm -hmm. you must keep, you know, yourself, whatever fit, whatever you want to call mm -hmm. it. I don't know. I feel like that that's a very difficult life. Like, because you're, your body is your brand mm -hmm. yeah. for lack of a better way of explaining it. And, and you've got to keep it up. Like you have to, you have to maintain that uh, constantly because like you said, like you mm -hmm. can get somebody calling you and say, Hey, we need you tomorrow. So like you exactly. can't just put on a couple kilos here and go like, Oh, I'll work them off before I get hired no. again. Like no, you no. literally have to do it all day, every day. Does that get tiring? Sometimes, sometimes, but it's it's good because it's keep me do something so I'm not get lazy, you know, and, and I still think about it. And what really helps me, it's it's what I'm it's what I'm eating because I'm vegan and I am celiac, so I don't I don't eat gluten. So that helps me a lot. So it helps me to eat really healthy and I love the healthy food. I grow my own vegetables and fruits, so you know, so that, that that really helps to to I don't need the chunk food and I don't drink alcohol, I don't smoke. And I, I actually, you know, work around the house and around the animals. It's keep me up for like 12, 12 hours a day. I was just literally running around the house, go around with the dogs, you know, so so I'm I'm barely sitting down on the whole day when I'm at home. So that that really helps to, you know, <laughs> 
to stay fit. <laughs> Imagine. Yeah, yeah. Oftentimes, artists talk about their muses. And what <laughs> I'm interested in is the other side of it. Like, so for you, as the subject of artwork, do you have artists <laughs> who you feel like you make better work with, like that they are your muses to bring out your best work? Of course, yeah, I get inspired from, from other models' work. You know, or, you know, to, to work with the, like a, how to say, you know, the, the great photographers, like, you know, the, what I work with, that, that's, that's, that's really inspiring, you know, when I, when I see the good work of the photographers, so I knew we will do something good together. So, you know, that gives me the kick and, you know within the the history of the the mediums so it doesn't even matter i don't care if we're talking painting photography whatever if you had a choice of being the model muse of any artist you've ever either known or heard of so living or dead don't care who would you choose i think i would i would choose da vinci <laughs> painter yeah because you know to to get to be one of the Mona Lisa <laughs> portrait, you know, in the Louvre, that, that will be something. <laughs> Certainly. Now that you're, you know, now that you are a full-time professional model, how do you, what is your income streams? Like, you know, as an outsider, we all think it's from, well, modeling, like the, the, mm -hmm. that's a hundred percent of your income. Is that a hundred percent of your income? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Wow. It is. <laughs> it is. It's, you know, like it's the working with the photographers or the Patreon. So it's, but it's all about the modeling. Yes. So that's my main, that's my main and only income. <laughs> yeah. I understand it's all from modeling, but like within modeling, it's not always just booking fees and things like this. Like there are, are there other income streams that come in? So you mentioned Patreon. Do you like, do you have in some sponsors on Instagram or anything like this? Like, is there other ways that the money comes in mm -hmm. other than just photo shoot booking? Uh, yes, yes, definitely. It's it's some, it's not too much for Instagram now, but there is some sponsors, but yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a mix. Yeah. Patreon. And sometimes I do, you know, I helping the photographers, the foreign photographers who are coming to, to Europe, you know, to organize the photo shoots, organize the models. So you do some coordinations and th things like that. Yes, sometimes, but yeah, <laughs> sometimes it's fine, but I can imagine to do it like a full time <laughs> because it's so much pressure. Yeah, it's like herding cats and with a series of unknowns because of locations and weather and exactly. all this kind of stuff. So, yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. So let's imagine that there's a young model out there listening to this podcast. If you had some advice for them to you know, assist them in getting into becoming the next you. So like in, in a, you know, generation in a decade wow. from now that they can be at the same place that you are in your career, what mm. kind of things would you encourage them to do partly, but also partly what would you encourage them to stay away from doing? So like maybe some mm. mistakes that you made or some problems that you had as you were sort of growing mm. your career. Yeah. Yeah. They definitely should be careful because the people trying to get advantage of the un unexperienced model, you know, so there is a lot of bad people, even agencies. I, I've been in the bad agencies as well. So they they definitely should always check the backgrounds or of whatever they go, if it's casting or if it's clients or if it's, you know, like photo shoots or whatever the work. So they definitely sh should do the good background check, talk with the other models to ask you know, if they know these people or, and they should have their limits, you know, what they will not cross. 
even if someone will push and they will push. <laughs> so, you know, so just be aware, don't trust too much to people, unfortunately, because <laughs> it can be a problem. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, they should trust themselves definitely. And, you know, do, do much photo shoots as they can, you know, even the collaboration for free, but better to choose photographers with already some experience not to do you know i think the amateur photographers should should do photo shoots with professionals models because then he gets better results and the amateur models should work with more experienced photographers to you know to get the experience and you know actually the pictures for the portfolio yeah and did, were there any parts of your career that you were like oh i wish i hadn't done that thing or i wish somebody had given me this advice before i made this mistake whatever yes yes it was few unfortunately and but it yeah but i learned from it don't you know name and, uh, names yeah don't name names just yeah no no give no. Us some stories no, i will <laughs> yeah, no, I, as I, I mentioned, you know, the agencies and, you know, the casting. So sometimes, few times, you know, I've been sent to the, to the, some, some castings or, you know, photo shoots and I didn't do the check, you know, and I just went there because I just was exciting about the photo shoots and I will get paid for it. And then, then it was actually something else then. I'm supposed to do there. So it was, it was really, you know, like, yeah. So. Okay. Well, that yeah. brings up a great question that I've asked a number of people about this. And I want to know your insight on this from a perspective. So keep in mind, you're a freelance model as a general whole. So you're a freelance model. <laughs> what is the appropriate way that a client should contact you so like what information would you want them to offer to you to get the, the communication rolling effectively mm -hmm. yeah it's definitely should he should introduce himself the client you know should say or like she or she i mean like the general client you know it could be company <laughs> it could be individual her he or she introduce themselves and say the details about the photo shoots or about the work you know what's explain what's going on when it's supposed to happen you know how long and whatever you know and yeah that's it because sometimes i just get messages you know like on instagram it's like hey do you want to shoot or you know like i say well yeah but i should get some more information you know or, they, they barely introduce themselves, you know? It's true. Yeah, we are. <laughs> photographers are horrible this year. But, the, when, but what, what I'm trying to get to is like when you get a thing, like do you want um, reference photos? Do you want like, so like I want to shoot in this location and some pictures of it, or I want to shoot something like this and show pictures of some other things that are sort of inspiring the shoot? Or do you want just like facts and data so like this location this time you know so like is it more mood and visual or do you mm -hmm. do you prefer more like text and just sort of information <laughs> i like both so it's you know because the mood <laughs> the mood gives me the idea so i can I can be better prepared, but I like the facts and facts and, you know, like the short, shorter messages, just, Hey, you know, I'm dead and dead. And this is the location. This is the, the time. And this is the time frame, And, you know, this is the theme. This is the mood board. So, you know, some, some kind of combination of these two. Right. Okay. I'm going to go even further into this because I, because like from my own experiences, I've never found the right balance of how to do this with a model. So please, you know, your insight, mm -hmm. your advice is, is useful here. How much I like a mood board. I've, I've never really understood a mood board other than the fact that it's basically <laughs> expressing the mood. I get that. Mm -hmm. But like for me, when I picture a, a shoot, I'm picturing very specific poses 
uh, in very specific clothing, in very specific lighting, in very specific locations. Like I can sort of visualize all of that. And of course, now I know that any given model is not going to literally reproduce a pose from another model. But do you like it when you get an inspirational pose to sort of help you? Or it does, it, does that sort of throw you off and make you feel like you should be doing something that you're not? I'm okay with it. Yeah, I, I, I sometimes I, I like it because, you know, it, it helps me to to get into the photographer's ideas better than he if he will try to explain it to me. So, but but because I will I wouldn't try to to reproduce the same thing. I will just do it by my way. But at least it will will be similar or you know in in that mood what he wants to so so i definitely don't mind if if he brings you know some some others work to show total change of topic but another interesting <laughs> thing that sort of fascinates me so like you do i've seen your work you do fashion you do glamour and you do nude if mm -hmm. you had a personal choice of like doing only one of those for the rest of your career which would you choose to be or you can give me a hierarchy. You could say number one, number two, number three, or even add some other ones in that I didn't mention. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I will probably stay with the with the with the laundry and sensual <laughs> sensual work, glamour. Yeah. Number one. So yeah. that, then then fashion versus nude. What would you what would you rank there? Fashion, because fashion can be nude too. <laughs> It's like a nude fashion. <laughs> I'm good with that. I love that. I mean, I'm a huge fan of like Helmut Newton and all yes. of the, that whole oeuvre of styles. Like I'm a big fan of that stuff. So I'm, I totally understand where you're coming from. <laughs> all right. The last little bit that I sort of want to get into is, is sort of like, how do you, the, the money, like the pricing, mm -hmm. how do how did how did you come to your original pricing, and then how did how did that evolve? And of course, like how are you now? Because I know, of course, when you're younger, a price is different, and the more experience you have, the price gets higher. But then there's also more that you offer. So, like, do you do you also offer additional elements to it to say, oh, for mm -hmm. you know, I can also do the makeup and I can do mm -hmm. my own hair and all this kind of stuff, like. I mean, and how much, you know, how, how much do you want to be doing all that? <laughs> you don't want the exact numbers, I hope. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not asking for like, like, like your exact numbers, but like, how did you come to it? Like, did, do you, did you confer with other models? Did you talk to your agencies? Yeah. Like, uh, mm -hmm. were your agencies right? Because I could imagine some of those agencies were wrong. You know, yeah. so like, did you learn from them and then make your own decisions? Like, so like, how does that pricing structure come about? Well, I learned from, yeah, from other models, from agencies and, you know, from the productions who contact me for work. So I saw their prices as well, of course. So, and then, you know, somehow I calculated how much, you know, you know, I have to, to, calculate it like <laughs> how how much you know how it's, do you it's... calculate it <laughs> well it's it's well yeah it, it was a long process you know from the beginning you know with the experience with the meeting different people i you know i just see how much it cost me to get to the photo shoot and you know how much i have to bring and then I, I know the prices of other models of prices of the agencies. And I just, you know, you know, and sometimes it's dealing with the people, you know, just, you know, we talk about it. What, what's, what's the offer? What's, 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 what's the, you know, what's good for me and just to be good for both sides. I've never negotiated with a model. Like they, they tell me their price and either I can pay it mm -hmm. or I can't. And I don't negotiate. Mm -hmm. So like, mm -hmm. because, because I take the position that you have done these numbers and you know, what's right for you mm -hmm. and all this. However, I mm -hmm. know a lot of photographers that feel that it, that they are trying to get the best yeah. model at the cheapest price and they negotiate mm -hmm. a lot. Does that happen yeah. to you a lot? 
it's happened to to me yeah but not a lot it happens to me sometimes but usually the, the the people are respectful and you know they they just want to pay me what what i ask for because they they knew as what you said you know like you know sometimes sometimes it's just it happened yeah <laughs> So with the structure that you've come up with, so you have a, a, an amount of money that you're paid, how many days a month do you actually do shoots? I travel a lot. So I've been like at home for like a few days, two, three days, and then went to hit the road again. And then, you know, two weeks on the road, come back home for two days, three days. You know, then I've done like a big long trip like six weeks trip then i'm two weeks at home so it's it's really difficult to to calculate it how many days i've been at home or i've been on the road <laughs> but i i've been more more outside than than at home i apologize if i'm sort of coming over a line here but in your industry because you are putting your body out and often it's it's received in sort of a sexualized way have you ever mm -hmm. run into stalkers or anything like this any sort of problems with fans not in personal they they was like stalking in the in the you know like in the way they like sending me million of messages or emails a day and naughty pictures and videos yeah but you know that that's that's about it. And luckily, I didn't have any bad experience with, you know, some some creepers. <laughs> so I hope I wouldn't have any. Yeah, I assume that models eventually have a, a problem like that. So it's nice to hear that you haven't yeah. had a problem like that. No, so that's no, no. good. Yeah. Okay. yeah, I'm really lucky. <laughs> yeah. Centuries ago in the arts industry, a muse often stayed with a, a, an artist for their entire lives. Mm. Like they would literally, a muse would be theirs and like they would be the only one that painted them or sculpted them or whatever. And this idea of this traveling muse, so like literally like you just show <laughs> up, you do your thing and then you leave and maybe you'll come back a year or two later or whatever. Yes. Kind of I mean, is, is that something that like you wish you could find a, a muse, a person who sees you as like their muse and they pretty much only work with you? Like, is that a desirable thing for you? Yes, definitely. Definitely. Because it's something, it's some, something special, you know, to be the muse for only one person or only, only one muse for, for one artist. Yeah. It, it's impressive for me. So if that could happen, it, it will be great. Yeah, it's finding a, an artist that has enough money to pay you to be the full-time <laughs> use is the problem. So. Yes, to make me living on it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it would go both ways at that point, I'm sure. <laughs> well, yeah, let's see. <laughs> Any other advice for um your models as far as the you know, entering the in, like assuming let's say entering the industries now so they're brand mm -hmm. new to it so like how how to work with social medias websites agencies being a freelancer anything mm -hmm. well i think it definitely helps to sign up with a good agency but not to do like an exclusive exclusive um you know the the release because then you know the agents keep them for you know just for themselves so they can't do the freelance work so i think it's like to combine it with the you know to get some big jobs from the agencies and some more like artsy work as a freelance and you know have a good portfolio to show on the social media and just make a good presentation on, of themselves, you know, like just present them the, the best way what, what they think they are. 
Yeah, but that's the, and that's the thing is like there's no standard way to do it. There's it's no not. like a do A, B, and C. It's do no. your way, basically. It's individual. Yeah, it's individual. If you know some 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 of these girls will feel the best, I don't know, in a portrait. So then they should have the the portfolios on the portraits and and you know the show the face and yeah, it's difficult. <laughs> it's difficult to give advices. <laughs> Well, you seem to be doing it very well. So, like, I'm looking to you for some advice on this. Thank you. Yeah, that's experience because I make some mistakes, as we said, and yeah, it's I learned from that. Yeah, it's uh, the industry is very slippery. I mean, and the biggest problem I have with the industry—well, not the biggest problem I have with the industry, but like a problem I have with the industry—is the 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 nature of that reputation like the yes i mean because like any of us can have one bad day like we just have a bad of day course. for whatever reason yeah. it has nothing to do with that job but mm. man you just have to suck it up and you have to make it work or else that those people you're working with on that day if they turn around and say oh they were not nice they were rude they were angry mm. whatever like it can one bad day can just like ruin decades of work yes yes unfortunately you have to you don't have to bring your personal problems to the to the to the work yeah <laughs> it's just yeah you can't like you, you can't. can't no it's you can't really no no yeah it is and sometimes it's something happening at home or you know and you just have to stop thinking about anything else and be focused on what you're doing and try to produce a good job <laughs> i'm horrible at that i wear my heart on the sleeve so like if i had a bad day oh. my dead bad day is still there like oh. so bad with that but... <laughs> that's pity yeah <laughs> that's probably why oh. i'm not a more professional photographer <laughs> but it's good you still can you know do it as a hobby and you know and you enjoy it that's important <laughs> It's not a hobby. My wife calls it a hobby, and I get really upset about that. Like, please okay, don't sorry. I know it's a Czech thing to call it yes. a hobby. It's not yeah. a hobby. I know it's Czech, but I'm a, I'm I'm a professor. I actually teach art, and I make <laughs> art, and I and my the and, uh, yeah. I just don't like I don't like the professional photography industry. Mm -hmm, I find mm -hmm, it very mm -hmm. competitive. I find it very cutthroaty and very like they're very snarky i'm talking photographers to photographers mm -hmm. like they're just not mm -hmm. nice they I, mm. i've never had a good friend who's a photographer i have lots mm. of painters and sculptor friends and teachers and all this kind of stuff but like photographers are just we are just bitchy and cranky and competitive <laughs> towards other photographers and, and yeah. they're not fun to be around no 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 but yeah as you say that to be surrounded by the other artists it's 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 much better yeah to have the for me yeah for you yeah yeah i'm gonna I find cut, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna cut all of this out by the way just so you uh, yeah okay okay <laughs> good 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 but yeah so but so you do the art you have the art background and you do it as as your main yeah Cool. That that's very good. So the I'm a teacher and an artist, and the I don't do I don't do photography work for anybody else. I do it only for myself, and then I turn mm. it into mm. my art. So. But yeah, yes. But but you don't do it only photography, as you know, as this part of the the art industry. So you have good. That's that's no, great. No, no, no. <laughs> Because it's really hard to make a living doing that. And it's oh, and yeah. with technology becoming better and cheaper and faster, the amount of money that photographers can make is because mm. as a general whole, like 90% of the photographers are struggling. 10% yeah. at the top, they're doing really yeah. well. They're great. They're, there's yeah. no problems. But, yeah. like, but everybody else uh, is just struggling. Yeah. So I, I don't feel like doing that mm -mm. it's just pain it's, in the ass yeah it's really high competition and you know it's it's a lot of people who are doing this so yeah i understand 
Yeah. And with this social media and, and cheap equipment and everybody can try to do this. So, so it's, it's, it's not good for, it's good for models, but it's not good for photographers <laughs> or, or artists. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> One last question because you okay. just brought it up. Uh -huh. I'm an old school photographer. I still would wish I could be shooting on film and, and I'm very traditional in many ways. Mm -hmm. How do you feel when you show up for what you think is a professional shoot and they end up wanting to shoot with like iPhones or some sort of the very <laughs> non-professional equipment? I mean, yeah. does that, well, I should rephrase, does that even happen? And then of course, if it does happen, how does that make you feel? Yeah, it makes me feel awkward, you know, and you know, it's it's weird. It's just it's just weird because I had it I had it once when I end up in you know, turn on the photo shoot and the guy just told me, Hey, my camera just broke down, so I have to shoot on my iPhone. So you know, I, I tell him like, Well, you should tell me this before. Well, you know, I'm I'm kind of like, okay, if I know it, because I know with the iPhone, you still can create something. But, you know, if he pretends to be professional, and then he just, you know, show up with the camera. So I feel just, it's like a cheap and, you know, like, I feel not not really comfortable. I was gonna say, if they're really professional, they either have a backup camera or backup, they can rent yes. a camera. Yes, 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 yes. Exactly, but this was this this looks to me more like he want just wants to sh to see new, you know, girl than than actually care about photos. So, yeah, but but once it happens to me with my friend, just, just on this trip in Australia, I, he just broke his camera around the photo shoot, and we was we was both so excited about the photo shoot. So I tell him like, hey, you let's use just the iPhone, you know, so just do something, you know, so in these cases, it's, it's fine because, you know, it's, but if someone pretend it's better to tell in advance, you know, like, <laughs> because otherwise it's really awkward. There are lots of people that make beautiful images with these, you know, cellular phones and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, but like, yeah, yeah I, I feel I like they, sh they should say that in advance. Mm -hmm. I would imagine from your perspective, if you're showing up to a photo shoot and you're thinking it's <laughs> going to be this beautiful thing, great equipment, and then they go like, oh yeah, here's my phone. And they just like pull it out of their pocket. It's like, oh. Yeah, yeah, it's really awkward. <laughs> And yeah, and I, yeah, and I'm usually polite, so I don't want to hurt the feelings. So I just, you know, uh, just trying to make it work. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> it's better to say it in advance, definitely. <laughs> okay, well, thank you very much for your time. Thank you so much for inviting me. <laughs>